Welcome into the I-80 Club, Wednesday night in the club. Josh Peterson, Jack Mitchell, with you as always. Jack, it's a Wednesday. The weather is still not what you and I would it's, like for this day. How are you? I'm, uh, though, though, I mean, I, we can't go down the weather conversation because people okay, just start dropping off. It. But bad. I mean, bad yeah. because of that. Yeah. Although yeah. I think it's going to be well, 70s. Tomorrow's going to be in the 70s. That, with, that's going to be nice. Winds at 100 miles an hour. Yes. Exciting. Yeah, that's going to suck. That's going to suck. Exciting. No, bad. it's it's bad. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. It's putting me in a bad mood all the time. Uh, yeah, I want to move. You mean. That's how I yeah. feel. That's yeah, how it's really annoying. This. Well, how about this? Does this put you in a better mood? Frank Solich coming back to Nebraska. There it is. The curse is now that we tried to break with Frank, and we, I yep. like to believe, laid the groundwork for. Yes. Um, I, I, not many people yet are giving our curse party Credit yep. for laying the groundwork for Frank to come, but I believe it did. I believe it loosened Frank up a little bit uh, in his uh, reluctance, generally, yeah. to be yeah. self-aggrandizing in any way, and that did it. So mm-hmm. I mean, it inspired him. I think it did. It very much, it very much did. So he, um, yeah, he is he is coming back. I I always see. I went back and forth on if, when, and how this would happen. For a while there, uh, I always, you know, maybe three, four, five years ago, I always thought it was going to happen when he retired at Ohio. Like, it would just eventually, it would just eventually happen. It would just be a natural thing, and he'd want to be back. And then when I tried to get him to be a part of what we did for, seriously, for the for the curse party, uh, if you didn't hear the story, I I one of his uh, sort of people that he works closely with at Ohio was here at Nebraska uh, doing some of their marketing stuff, and I, I knew him a little bit. And so I was I texted him last summer, and I said, hey, do you think there's a chance he would just do like a little video for us and wear Husker gear? And, and he was like, I doubt it, but I will ask him, and I will try and sell it, uh, sell it for you. And he – he and and Frank refused and and when I talked to Michael, the guy I know about it, he was like, he just despises being recognized, like yeah. he despises yeah. it. He and and you know, in in a selfless type way and and so that started to make me wonder. I was like, man, if he has that strong of a feeling about not doing that and not being the focal point and center of attention, like I seriously wonder if he'll he he would he'll ever come. So. I then turned into a point where I didn't know if we would ever see this. Yep. That's where I've always been. Everything I've ever heard about him was painting a picture of him never doing something like this. You know, and I remember when you and I were going through the planning stages of of the Reverse of Curse event, like I told you that. And, you know, I had heard from some people that, you know, were, were close with Frank or had been close with Frank. And they said the same thing. Like, yeah, I just don't ever expect him to, to return. And I know that they have tried before. You know, like Tom Chattel wrote a column, I think, in the earliest days of the Frost era, maybe back in 2018, basically like they need to bring Frank back. And I talked to somebody after that column that was like, that's fine that he's writing it, but he's not going to come back. Um, And so I wonder what changed. I wonder ultimately what what it was, you know, like because the the first thing, Jack, that I thought of earlier, you know, when, when this news came down, I was like, well, it probably helps that they have Trev Alberts as the athletic director. But I was like. Tom Osborne was the AD, yeah. you know, for the longest time. Like, he did do the video for the 300 sellout in 2009, but that was it. 
And and that was that was in the Tom Osborne era. So it's like, why why now? You know what what changed now? Is it that he's just no longer coaching? Is is it Trev? Is it does he just feel like it's time? Like I, I would love to know why why now versus why you know other times in the past. The and and somebody mentioned on the chat, but Trev said on the radio show tonight that he basically said. Well, it's for the fans. The fans keep asking for it. The fans want to do it. Mm. And that mm. was the way that it was presented to him. It's not about you. It's not about giving you something out of this thing. It's about giving them well, something that they continue to ask for. Is it? Is it, Jack, do you think with the fans it's like it, – it, uh... And a way to apologize, like it's a permission structure yeah. to be like we we're sorry. Like, do you think that's what it is? Well, I mean, I I mean, they honestly think they see it. I don't know if it's quite that because some of them who really want it never thought you know they didn't want to do it from the first place. Get rid of Frank, as you've heard yeah. when that's come up on your show. So I think it's more of a like some closure, like him getting the moment that he never got finish being coach it's just sort of it, there's like sort of a cosmic justice i think in people's minds that this will you know not completely erase but right in some way and i think some people yeah. do think there's a coach uh, or excuse me a curse and that this might this might do something with that but yeah and i i don't yeah i don't know it's uh, i just i i think it's not so much of an apology for most people like I don't know. It like it, it, I feel like it's more that than it is anything else. Well, it's, the people who are most passionate about him always supported him, though. See, I don't know. Like I, I find myself very interesting in this discussion because I thought that it was the right decision to move on from him, but I also think that this is really cool, and I think a real special opportunity that that fans don't often get. You know, so. Like I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm on an island on this, but I like I know quite a few people that were like, "Yeah, he should have been fired," and I'm guessing a lot of those people are like, "This is a, a real neat opportunity," and I'm happy that they're bringing him back because we can. Yeah, you know, there's people like that too. I guess it's both. I think it's both. I mean, because I, I don't. I guess I've never, I've never looked back on the Frank Solich firing and thought that it was like, you know. It was this super vocal minority that got him canned, like, and it was this rogue athletic director. I thought that it was very 50-50 at the time. Now I was, what, 03? I was 15 years old. I was pretty young. Um, you know, the, the, the social media wasn't a thing. I was not on message boards. Like, you know, it was a different, it was a different era of conversing about Husker football. I, I couldn't really listen on Sportsmanlike Conduct because I was at school, you know, when it was on or having practice for something afterwards. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I just... I think that it was very 50-50, and so I'm guessing a lot of the fan base that will cheer for him wanted him fired back in I guess, I guess my only I guess my only thought was the people who are most fired up about this, most excited about this, that this is there, the, sort of the P1, so to speak, of this thing, are the people who, you know, feel like this is righting a wrong to some degree. Definitely. I would agree with you. Yes, the people that are the most – like, please, got to bring him back. Mm -hmm. I would definitely say are the biggest Frank support. The the people who brought bought like the Ohio, you know, jerseys yes. or shirts yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. those are. So, I, I mean, I guess there's depending on what your position was on that, that you might look at this differently. Um, yeah, and, and and there may be some people who wanted him fired who still think like this is still though a moment that I wish he would have. You know, I always wanted him to have and. I, I can see how you could feel that way too. 
about the whole yeah. Thing. I mean, it, it, you know, it kicks it just kicks everything off. Um, you know, in in some of the worst ways imaginable, and and I mean, it really it does represent a dividing line. And like, I I have long moved on from that moment, even though I I end up talking about it a lot. Like, I just I don't think that we can keep debating on if it was the right move or the wrong move because it's just so it's so long ago now. You know, like you got you got to move forward. But I hope that for those who have held on to this and they really like it it still upsets them viscerally that mm. frank was fired like i hope that this maybe can be a moment of peace for them you know yeah. just I, I like i said yeah writing r- yes i mean sort of a, a moment of closure at least uh yeah. on on that whole thing and i was you know like husker 4mu said this i wasn't rooting for him to be fired but i wasn't sad when it was happened when it happened Somebody asked where I was. That's that's pretty yeah, much. Yeah, Josh asked where you were. On that's the pretty firing. much where I was. What I, I really wanted to see that that the new coaching staff under him get see what they would do the year after. I was very interested and curious about that because they mostly just came together that year. They had a Pelini that year. There were just there were some exciting things during that 2003 season, although it was far from perfect, and there were plenty of problems too. But. I was, I was, you know, maybe it's just typical me. Um, it wasn't so much about Frank, but I just wanted to see if there would be a, a continued kind of upgrade with that new coaching staff in 2004. And then I might have, I probably would have been ready in 2004 had that that gone bad. But when it happened, I was not necessarily up in arms. I was kind of excited about seeing what was next. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's funny is it kicks off this era of Husker football, but it also kicks off the firing of coaches either a year too early or a year too late. And and that happened over and over and over, where they never fired them at the right time, um, I, especially, if, in my opinion, Frank and Bo, I think, are the best representations of that. Um, you know, where if you're going to fire Frank, you either got to do it after they go 7-7, seven and seven, which people probably would say that would be too soon, or you see what happens in 04, and you, and you do it after that. And with Bo, if you're going to fire him, you do it after the, the game where he swipes his hat at the official, or you wait and you bring him back for another season. But they, they fired him in, like, these weird yeah. – they fired him, Jack, not even in the midst of the nine-win season thing, but they fired him in the midst of nine-win seasons when they won their ninth game in those coaches' final games. Right. Not was, right after their worst situation. Correct. Or their their worst know? moment, uh, yeah, so to speak, exactly. on that. It'll be yeah. cool. I, I, I want. I'm. I'm curious to see how they'll do it. Um, you'll probably give about a 15 second speech, 20 second speech is my guess. Uh, yeah. Like, will he be wearing Husker stuff? I assume so. But like, yeah, that'd be that seems. Yeah. I don't know. That seems sort of significant to me. Like, yeah. You. I mean, I don't think anybody. He probably hasn't worn it at all since. Oh God, no. Since uh, what? Uh, Black Friday, 2003. Yeah, you know, the, the, so which is crazy. Uh, twenty, and it, 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 that's right, and it's twenty years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So Lloyd Carr, um, you know, he got fired by Michigan, and and then they, I mean, they've moved on from Rich Rodriguez like three years later, and they, I don't remember if it was the Hoke era or the the Harbaugh era. I think it was the Hoke era. They brought Lloyd Carr back, and I, it's funny. I'm actually looking at a picture right now. It's the Harbaugh era, and Lloyd Carr standing next to him in in Michigan gear. And so um, this will be, I mean, this doesn't really happen very often. Right. And so like, that's the only other coach that I can think of. Like, I know that there have to be others out there, but man, there, th- th- this is definitely a rarity that we see in, in college sports, something like this happening. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm glad they're doing it. I am. I'm. I'm glad yeah. it's happening. It just. Yeah, I saw it, the news it, when I got home, and I thought it was like awesome. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know. Yeah, that, that was. Cool. I mean, that there's honestly. Fire. I guess it's. It makes sense to do it at the spring game. It does. I would kind of like to have it see it have a bigger stage, but that's probably how. Like somebody said in the chat, you can't lose that one, so it's not going to have a, yep, yeah, a bad memory exactly. there. But imagine if yep. they bring him out between the third and the fourth quarter of a of a regular season game when they're behind, oh, and then they come back. Yeah, that would be <laughs> wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, but you know who will not be at the spring game? Who's that? Dylan Rayola. Will, maybe he'll change his mind again now that Frank Solich is going to be there. Hey, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I was worried about the atmosphere. Well, you know, and, uh, then Pop's going to want to see see his coach. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Maybe that'll maybe that's why they're doing this. Dom's, to get Dylan back because so Dom, of, cause Dom's going to want to be there. I mean, that'd be pretty funny. Dom, that, Dom can't go on an official visit with him somewhere else that time if he wants to be at the spring game and see Frank back. Hey, one more, one more, real quick on the on uh, that. Do you think this juices the the ticket sales? Do you think more people are like, well, I guess I should go now? It kind of makes. Like said, I kind of feel like he's going to speak for five minutes. No, I know, but, but it, I like. Are you more interested in going slightly? Now? Yeah, yeah. I bet there Which are a I'm lot of people like generally you. not. But yeah, Chuck says I'm more interested in going. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, slightly... I'll be out of town for a wedding, but if I was here, I I would definitely consider it. I, I think I'm now. slightly more interested in going. I still don't yeah. know if I will, but I'm yeah. slightly interested in going. It's just yeah. so nice to watch it on TV. Yeah. Oh, it really is. It really is. So, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Are we – Where is our freak out? Is our freak out on Dylan? I, I don't know. You probably got a little bit of the temperature taken today during your show. I assume there was some talk about that this week so far. Yeah. Uh, is the freak out level starting to overflow? No, you know what I think it is? I think it's tired. I think it's fatigue. I, I, I have not sensed a like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I am sensing more just like I'm ready for this to end, which is kind of funny because it's, I mean, all all signs now point to this lasting quite a bit longer. You know, like, Jack, it's not that long ago when you and I were doing a pod and we were like, yeah, man, he might commit to Nebraska in early April. And, I mean, obviously that's... <laughs> Don't think that's on the table yeah, anymore. I don't think yeah. him committing anywhere is, uh, that early is on the table anymore. So I have, I am sensing much more fatigue and just like, you know, let me know when he commits. And it's like, I, on one hand, I understand it, right? Like, we've been really talking about this for a few months now. On the other hand, like, this is just kind of what happens when you recruit these types of players, you know, um, that it can be a long, drawn-out process and there can be, you know, high highs and low lows. And so it's like, if you want to hang out with the big boys, this is kind of what you're going to have to deal with. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I am sensing more more just like, oh God, I can't wait for it and, to be over, no matter what the news is. And versus, just the you know, frustration of never being able to get a read on it, just when Correct. you think you do. And maybe yeah. the original read was right, but like there's no, there's no good information out there on this, it no. feels like. No. And no. it's just a waiting game, and you don't know when it's going to end. And so it's... It's becoming a little less fun to follow, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think it's as fun to, to follow as, as it was, you know, like a month ago, month and a half ago. Well, and DZ says him coming to spring game doesn't change anything in his opinion. So what are the scenarios of what, what's going on here exactly? I mean, he's how many times has he visited Nebraska the last few months? Like three? 
So you know, like he had does, the, what more? I guess what more? Last he weekend he see? had the time he was here just at the basketball game. He was here last fall. Um, yeah, I, probably was the time before that basketball game he was here too. He was here last spring. I mean, he's been here at least four times. You know, yeah, that I can think of in the last year. Yeah, right. So has so. he been? But but does is there still? Does he still have an official? He's still going to take an official to Nebraska, right? Correct. That still, he still has, not has happened. the official visit. Yes. So Correct. when is that? I guess if that's all it is, if he's still taking that after the fact, and it's just we're we're just not going to come back for the spring game again that weekend. Remember we were yeah. talking about like a few days ago, Josh. We were like, <laughs> maybe they just want a weekend off. From going places. Hey, seriously, man, seriously, because he canceled. He canceled the Oregon visit too, from from the report. So, oh, did he? Oh, yeah. So, well, so maybe like he silently not... committed last weekend. Hey, there you go. There wait, you wait. go. Okay, so does that? And, and I'm sorry, I don't have any of the sub- subscriptions to read his schedule or anything. So, does he have anything scheduled right now? Then co- going forward, I, d- I don't think so. But I might be wrong. I does I, anybody I, on the chat know that who follows this? Yeah, uh, yeah, somebody has to know. Does right? a better job. Like, what is on? Is there an another Chuck visit to Georgia, Georgia? So I assume an official to Georgia. Yeah, and when was that, Chuck? Okay. Yeah, the official yeah. visit to Georgia. But that's and it's funny because they seem like the team that's in third place right now, right? When can you start you know, taking officials? Uh, now you can start taking them now. Now. Okay, but he hasn't uh, been. Maybe it's April. Maybe it's April one, but it's definitely spring spring game. You can start taking. Mike said visits. early June, but I don't know. No, they moved it up. They, okay. I'm pretty sure they moved it up a few years ago, where uh, you can do it now. Because because the spring game was a huge thing. Like that was a big positive uh, for Nebraska that that they were able to essentially gain the spring game gotcha. when they did not have it in previous. So how years. many is he gonna is he gonna schedule more? Is because uh, nothing he's done yet has been has been an official. Am I correct in saying that? Correct. Am I understanding that everything correct? has been on official visits so far. Okay. Yeah. So probably and so then I assume he schedules an official to USC too. We should expect that to come. Yeah, you'd assume so, right? I guess. Yeah. I guess. Um, so there's a lot to be determined yet about sort of what the plan is and when the plan is going to happen exactly. Yeah. But, hmm. Yeah. You know what that, uh, who was it that said that? Mike said it might, it, that might, early June, that actually might be true. I'm looking at the N, NC, let's see, I don't know if that's, I, I'm just trying to find an actual calendar. Uh, just like a simplified, nice little official visit calendar. But it, yeah, maybe it is June. For some reason, I thought that they moved it up to, to April though for uh, spring games. But maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, I guess it's it's a. You seem definitely season. like like not anywhere near. Like, are you confident at all that Nebraska is even well, in the race? Anymore, I had to I understand what this meant first, which I'm fi- which I am figuring out in live real time here, as, okay. we're, as we're hearing, um, and exactly to, to determine just how the spring game thing. And so, like, I feel less discouraged about that now that I know. I, okay. I mean, now that I think I understand, I mean, going going back to what some of the people said on the chat, but if he's just not wanting to take an additional unofficial, because, like, legit, he's been here so many times, and so many times recently, what's the point of that, of that visit at this point? 
Yeah, see, that's the question, and I think that that if you're if you're looking for other positive, than being there when other recruits, so you want to talk to other recruits. Sure, over there. sure. But I think if you're if you're wanting to be positive, I think that that is a solid way to be positive. Like what truly could have been gained, you know, that he that he has not gotten already, right? Like, you know, if you want to look at this from the purely like uh I don't know, like if you want to be maybe cynical, he's gotten the ego boost out of all these trips, right? Like he got the the chanting, he got to throw the bones, like he got all of that part. If you want to look at it from the less cynical standpoint, he got to be surrounded by other players. He he got to watch practice. Like he's I don't know, he's had all these conversations. So he I think he is he has served, you know, kind of all the masters, if you will, and he has been able to see everything that he would need to see. I mean, the only thing he hasn't seen under the Matt Rule staff is like a game day. But, you know, that's not gonna happen right, for which, you know five yeah. more months. Yeah. Yeah, not under the rule staff. So this this I guess is as close as you'll probably get to that. And that would have mm-hmm. been the reason, I suppose, that you would have come. But it's also interesting that the decision not to do this comes on the heels of him being here. So, like, it makes me think if it was really, you know, just now canceled, it's got something to do. And I'm not saying, like, he had a terrible time and he's done. But, like, what could have intervened at that point? Or did you did you just have – did you f- figure out who else was going to be there at that time? Or what that weekend was going to be like? Or – you know, make some kind of a decision this weekend that you were going to put off until that weekend. Those are all, I mean, that's, those are all things that I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, for sure. So fascinating, man. It's it's, it's odd. I would like to know when the, so what the schedule for officials are and if there will be other officials, but the fact that it's in tandem with that or with that, he canceled Oregon too. That seems notable to me. Yeah, and I don't know if those happened; those were canceled at the same time. But I'm learning about them at the same time. So yeah, well, yeah, and they, like when when the the news came out, they were reported together. Um, you know, uh, you know, there was a comment from Chuck a few minutes ago. He goes, "The fact that he suddenly changed his plans right after the Nebraska visit kind of makes me think that uh, that may have gone very well." Yeah, that's that's uh, what I was kind of be- beating around yeah. the bush saying. Mindset may be shifting. There was another comment. You know about him maybe focusing, wanting to focus on his own. Team. Uh, you know his yeah. his upcoming season. Yeah, that type of stuff as well. Yeah, I mean yeah. maybe you just say, okay, I'm done with unofficials. I've I've done my unofficials. I've done four of them, five of them in the last five weeks, essentially. Um, I want to get the officials because that's a little bit of a different experience. Different things can happen there. I want to still do those, but. I think I've gotten what I need out of my unofficial visits, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But, it, it, I mean, it's, dude, it, it, I know we keep saying it jokingly, Jack, but, like, the idea that you had of maybe he just wants a weekend off, like, that's not that crazy of a thing. You know, like, sometimes you just want a break. Like, I, I know that I mentioned it the last time you brought it up, but, man, I'm in the midst of just a lot of travel and a lot of stuff, and I, I'm just, like, ready as hell for a weekend where I can just kind of do my own thing and stay home and not maybe, have to go anywhere. Maybe his prom is that weekend. I don't know. Maybe his prom's that weekend. He decided he wanted to go. He got a date or something. Maybe. You that's never right know. around prom time, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Wants to go to a nice steakhouse. Josh says the kid just wants to play 2K with his buddies. Yeah, maybe that's the case. Maybe. He just wants to play little video games. Maybe. Yeah. The word is he's focusing on a season team. That makes me feel like he's seen enough. Well, then yeah. don't go to Georgia for your official. Then, <laughs> yeah, you don't need to see that. Then Athens, I've heard, is overrated. Stay out of Georgia. Right. Overrated. You're going to put a chain around your neck and take your picture. Well, that's what they did yeah. when Malachi took yeah. his visit there. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they had like a big black chain link thing. They oh, Like he's a junkyard dog or something. Oh, I get it, because they're the dogs, Jack. Yeah. You get it? Yeah, it was kind of dumb. It. Yeah. it was kind of dumb, and it didn't work. It was bottom line. No, right? it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Be a recruiting violation set him up with an IATA club interview? I don't think Definitely so. Definitely not. No, no, no. no. We're we, not you know, connected those to the rec- university. Yeah, recruits. I'm not a booster. Recruits can uh, they can go on radio shows. They I can guess do he all can those. Come on, he probably won't. Yeah, but that'd, he be, could. Hey, that'd be fun. Hey, we're looking for Wednesday night guests. Dylan Rayola. Yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. Hey, we got Dylan Rayola coming in the IATA club. <laughs> think we get a few stubs for that. Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> so. Give him some nil money. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, should we get to uh, young media now? Well, I mean, look, ultimately, Jack, the reason he's not coming is because the spring game is not going to be a sellout streak, and he is a part of the youngs that wants the to kill the sellout streak. want to kill it. Yeah. Uh, you want to know the funniest thing as we kick this discussion off? So, we, you know, we had Sipple on today. And, oh, uh, you did? okay. I didn't even get yeah. an update on this. All right. Yeah. So I asked him. I was like, "Hey, um, you know, I, I, I was just joking about it with him," and he was like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, he didn't even remember the discussion. We had to play the clip for him." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I guess we did talk about that." He's like, "Yeah, that was a a, a week ago." I'm like, dear lord, I think. Why so here's my. Pro- here's why my was qu- it getting promoted on Twitter this week then? Because it was some random guy. Remember, it was like a, one of those random Twitter accounts. I don't know. What's oh, okay. My, here's my theory. After listening to it again, I think that Sean is the one that is actually triggered. Because there's a moment where he says something where, where what was the phrasing that he used? Where he's like, they, they try to say that it's not legitimate anymore. And, and you can almost see, like, uh, Sipple wants to be like, well, it's not. I mean, they've given away tickets. And, and instead, they just kind of moved on. So, yeah, I don't think Sipple was as fiery about it as uh, Sean was. Is, is, this still yeah, about the, is this still about the coaching search? What's happening? Is, I don't is know. Is there still anger about about the recruit, or the uh, reporting and the talking around the coaching search? You talking about the, uh, the, 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 the meeting with the uh, Regents? Well, don't you remember there was sort of a, I don't know, like sort of almost like a scolding type thing about the way that people were reporting on the young media, I suppose, was was reporting and talking about things they were hearing with the coaching surf search. Oh yeah, when it was just yeah, just like regular basic discussions. Yeah. Yeah. And Maybe. and and like how sad remember then we kept talking That's about That's right. Yeah, don't yeah. you remember this? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And just like yeah, how how sad it was and like this sort of felt like that again to me and i don't know like i don't know what's going on exactly yeah it's funny too because i mean like you know i don't know how much we want to get into the actual you know nuts and bolts of the sellout streak but i think that you and i you know are are in the same boat about like you know i think it's a cool tradition i do not want it to end for the sake of ending i just think that you know them continuing to prop it up by like literally giving away tickets and saying that that's a sellout like i just think that that's kind of funny and it's not in the spirit of what, you know, of what the sellout streak has meant. And, the, like, to me, Jack, like, there have always been rumors about, you know, this game and that game. Supposedly, boosters bought up a lot of them and then gave them away. Like, there's a difference between those rumors and, and, and innuendo and inside sources and the university literally doing the red carpet experience. And that's not – it doesn't have to be a negative against a red carpet experience. It's just a negative against the idea – that that then still makes it a sellout. And, and, and you know so, what, Josh? I was I was at those games that they're probably referring to, to to 
Middle Tennessee and North Texas. Yes, uh, North Texas is always the game that and, gets mentioned. And all and I was there. And you know what? It didn't feel empty, right? That's the Correct. thing. I w- yeah. when I, when I go there or I s- see it on TV, and it visually you can visually tell it's not close to being at capacity. That's when yeah. it feels s- embarrassing. It feels embarrassing. It like yes, it's. It a, does. I'm, I'm, Nebraska's football has been a laughing stock about enough stuff for my liking. Yeah, over the course yeah. since COVID, and and even before yeah. with yeah. the losing and just adding an, and I'm tired of it. I'm, yeah. I'm it fits right into this stereotype of of you know everything that the outside world kind of sees is, is wrong about it, and it's just it's it's embarrassing at yeah. some point when it obviously. Yeah, okay, what? Okay, maybe there was one North Texas game in there where all of them still felt like sellouts and it wasn't made public and there weren't, you know, there it, it was it was nothing like that. It that did I was part of that and it didn't feel anything like what we've seen for multiple games repeatedly now. And do yeah. I want it to die? Hell no, I don't want it to die. No, you I don't I want it to I want it to come back to life and actually be what I remember it as being. That's what I yeah. want. Yeah, but if we're not going to get that, and I don't think we will, putting it on fake life support so everybody can joke about what a stupid thing it is 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 complete. It, it's annoying, and I think it and I think it disrespects what it used to be. To be frank, yeah. See, and isn't that the thing, right? Like it just it goes against the spirit of what what it is or what it was or what it is supposedly supposed to represent. And I I think that like. That's why I, you know, first of all, I wondered, like, why the hell did that come up in the first place on, you know, on that pod? Like, why were they talking about that? And why get that fired up about something that, like, we all know, like, this is not pretend information, right? Like, this isn't, again, like Kina says, I think it depends on your idea of real. Not sure about boosters, but my dad worked at Pepsi, and there were some weeks in the 90s and 2000s where they had an awful lot more corporate seats than other weeks. Like, even that piece of information, and, and I absolutely believe Kina because I've heard these types of stories before. Even that you could chalk up as, well, that's just what one person said. What they have done over the last couple of years, them, I mean, it's been so out on front street. And, and like, I know that it, this is a discussion of tickets bought versus, like, seats filled. But, I mean, dude, I've been at some games. Like, I remember the, the, the 2017 Ohio State game and how, like, empty that stadium was at the beginning of the game and how empty the student section was. And, and it's just like, you know, th- I don't know. It just goes against, well, the, I think, and, what, and, but what it's, it's not, supposed the student section is one thing. It's been like, I mean, it can get like that. Oh, it's been while. that way. Everywhere. Those are definitely yeah. sold tickets. I mean, but no, I but, know. And that it's just, yes, you have so much more room at times when you're inside the stadium and it's like, Oh boy, I don't know. you know, but, but I mean, let, I mean, let's just get this sort of positioning. It is, is sort of, young young media take and uh, and that they're just trying to be you know going against the old school and the old guard well i think i'm fairly old guard on this now in the whole pantheon of media and i don't and 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 i i celebrated i loved i was proud of the sellout streak i don't feel that anyway anymore now about how it how it is no i'm not i don't and and like i said before I think it makes a little bit of a joke of what it used to be. Definitely. It just, the thing that I guess I find annoying, and this is definitely a a me thing personally, given, you know, kind of where I stood throughout much of the Scott Frost era, but like there, there was, there was a lot of scolding 
from that like I would say their side of the aisle, if you will, from the Sean Nipple side of the aisle against media members and fans that had the view that I did. And I always found it really annoying. And like the stuff like that really got under my skin, especially was the the twenty twenty one season when Adrian was obviously hurt and we knew that he was hurt and we were hearing from sources that he was hurt and, and people are seeing him on the field before the game and he has you know, rubber bands in his mouth and all sorts of stuff. And not to mention that Frost had did that whole, oh, I hear all these rumors and I hear he has lupus. And it's just like, everyone knows that you're lying right now. And and so, like, I have gotten scolded for that. And I'm just, I don't know, man, I'm just kind of tired of that shit. Like, we all want to watch a good team. We all want to cover a good team. We all want to root for a good team. Like, I think everyone is moving in lockstep together. And so when I saw that video, it's just like, first of all, again, why is this even being discussed? And second of all, like, we know that it's a sham. And like what you just said, you want to feel good about it. Like, I don't. I don't feel good about it like I did, you know, like when I was growing up, that was something to be truly prideful about. I was proud to be a Husker fan because of that. And, you know, like maybe some of the cynicism is just getting older and I'm sure some of it is, but also, I, I mean, we, we know how the sausage is made with this thing and it's just, it's not what it was purported to be for so many years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and And I don't know if it's because if it's because the athletic department is, is it's a huge priority within the athletic department to keep it going. And so that's kind of the party line on this thing. Um, maybe that's it. I don't know. And, and, and sort of like justifying what they're doing for this whole thing. And maybe they're going to continue to do it. It sounds like they are. Um, yeah. But I can't, I, 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 I can't quite. And, and maybe that goes back to what all the things you're talking about about the Martinez injury and the reaction and the coaching search and the reaction and all of those things. Maybe that's what it is, is about kind of the uh, the, the party line within the department or from somebody in there or, or something. But but regardless, it's not <laughs> – this is a young media thing. Just Yeah, you know, I know. Man, come on. Yeah, that made me laugh too. Yeah. Don't tell me that I'm like. Strange. Don't tell me that I that, that that I'm 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 sick of the '90s and I don't care and I wasn't there and so it's not yeah you're you're me, right? yeah I mean, you care all about all that and stuff I, yeah and, and or the the sellout streak doesn't mean anything to me I mean come on yeah yeah it's just sometimes I just and like John and I you know like when when uh, you were on on Monday uh, he he was complaining and he was obviously complaining about Jake Sorensen and what Jake said on Sipple Show about uh the Creighton path that they got. Oh yeah, I heard like, that got weirdly nasty. Yeah, and and finally today have... like he mentioned he mentioned Jake with Sipple, but it just I I guess circling back to Sean and Sip like sometimes I think that we as media need to do a better job at like if we're going to bitch about people, like we need to call them out by name, you know? And like in that moment I was like, okay, who exactly are you talking about? I mean, it definitely felt like a a, a shot at like you or I. But I mean, may, look, maybe there is some young media member that that I don't know of that they talk to, you know, on the side at these practices cuz I mean, dude, I'm at, the media now. I is thought like it was me. Young. I haven't talked I haven't said anything about it for a long time and I'm it's not like I've been that prominent yeah. with this take. Yeah. Was anybody yeah. talking about it recently? I see, and that's the thing. Maybe we just missed something entirely. I have no yeah. idea. I don't know. Yeah, so maybe it wasn't about that about that whole thing. And here's the thing. You know what? And I know that there is some discourse in here. Like, do people even care about this discussion? Sometimes I wonder if this is something that we are just so far up our own asses whenever we talk about it, and and people are just like, I don't care. I just want to watch the team. But you know what? Like, it, that's cool. Josh, though, you know what it goes back to, and you remember this too, and you and I have both had this experience when. 
when something will happen with attendance or like the COVID thing. Remember the COVID thing and just the incredible number of questions that we got about like if you sold half the state the stadium and made it full, would it still affect the sellout streak? Like every time we brought up some like different attendance situation as a possibility, there was always somebody who asked that question. And so the, yeah. there are definitely people who've got it in in the front of their mind. I definitely do not have it in the front of my yeah. mind. Yeah, and the only time I ever talk about it anymore is when it comes up. You know, it's like John and I never are like, hey, let's build a topic around the sellout streak. Like, we have we right. have moved on from that. But again, my position is, it was it, what happened was amazing. It was super cool. And I'm afraid if it looks and feels diluted to everyone now, they're going to assume the entire thing was diluted. And that pisses me Chuck off. Says, Chuck says, how to words this? Seems like the only people I hear talk about it are on the radio. Nobody I ever talked to brings up. Uh, yeah, so again, maybe this is just something that we do, you know? And it's just like, let's talk about no, it. But no, no one really listeners, cares. I mean, l- listeners bring it up constantly. Do they? But in the context I was just talking about, I mean, yeah. it, I mean, yeah. they care. There are listeners that definitely care. And I don't. Maybe that's a demographic and age thing. I don't know. But just in terms of the response on that topic, uh, there's plenty of it. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. What else do we have to talk about tonight? I forgot. There was one other thing that you had on. Yeah, there was one other. Here, let me look at the the text message. Um. Oh, uh, the jerseys. You you had oh, to take yeah. about the jerseys. Like okay. Yeah. So <laughs> speaking of traditions. Um yeah. so for for those who didn't hear, uh Matt Rule said he was gonna bring in something that he had learned from Al Golden at Temple and I think had done at Baylor too, where basically they take all the single digit numbers and there's there'll be ten of them now with zero, and they give them to quote the ten toughest guys on the team. Um yeah. and that me and then he defined exactly what that means. Like t- whatever, ten guys who stand out. Uh, for however they they define that, and they wear. It and I believe I believe this will be voted upon by the players, right? Like yes, like and it's, later that's on true. this year, and it's voted on yeah. like captains by the players. I thought that was interesting too. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think it's really. I'm kind of curious. I'll be interested to pay attention to that. I think it's kind of fascinating. Um, I don't dislike it for for any particular reason. Um, it's going to be a, but. The thing I wondered about when I heard it was, you know what that really is? It's kind of like the black shirts in some ways, but it's just the whole team. Yeah, it's a reward. It's just yeah. it's just the whole team essentially. And like, so what does that do? So does that water down or change or impact the whole black shirt tradition and thing? I mean, no. Why would why would it? Well, you know, I because you're kind of. The black shirt is sort of rewarding those people too, at least on no, defense. Well, no, this is it, the black shirts are rewarding starters on defense. Well, some people say that it depends on which coach it is, but yes. Well, yeah, I mean that's okay. If you want to boil it down and look at it, it, it it's original intent. That, that's what the black shirt is supposed to do. Maybe this clarifies this, that. Then maybe that's the maybe that's the silver lining on this thing, and it finally just becomes the starters on defense once again. And, and well, it should, but, and way. I mean, not to mention, not to mention, this sh- does not have to just. I don't know. I'm not assuming that it's going to be all defensive players or you. Like, no, you can be a tough ass. Not at all. No, not at all. But I'm. I was just saying, it's just there's like a. It's two. It's like you've got two similar promotions going on where the, you can kind of. And people aren't really going to get confused, but they're just they're sort of like a little bit the same thing in some ways. 
Interesting. I, wow. I didn't, I didn't even make that connection, you know, like when it first was announced. I thought, like, I, I, I've had, like, kind of a, I don't know, a, a roller coaster of, not a, I don't know, that makes it sound so large. But I have had differing opinions, I guess, on this over the course of the last couple of weeks. Because at first, I didn't know the exact thing. It was like, we're holding back the, 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 those numbers. And I thought it was just, like, because people, you know, think they're cool and they'll give them out as reward. And right. I'm like, what? Okay, what's what's happening? And then I find out, like, look, those numbers are vital, like, or, or they're very important to a lot of players. And, you know, this it's definitely a generational thing, right? But, you know, like, when the NFL announced this week that, that NFL players can now wear the number zero, and immediately there were tweets by Dallas Cowboy players, including Micah Parsons, like, oh, that's going to be my number. And someone was like, no, you got to get in line. So, like, they care about that. At Michigan, being number one is... Like, that's an honor. To be awarded the number one jersey at Michigan right. is one of their traditions. So it's like a part of that. And so I have now gone into, this is pretty cool that it's about toughness and that they're going to vote on it themselves. So in a way, Jack, like, I get what you're saying, I guess, with the Blackshirt thing, but it also has a little bit of captain to it, too. And, like, yeah. we've I've never viewed having captains as, like, this extra side thing I, with black shirts. It's just, I guess not, but captains there'll be black the shirts. How much of the black shirt speculation and questions will be replaced by speculation and questions about this? Oh, probably a lot, right? We're yeah, going to really just, care about it. Right. It just sort of takes, it's, it's a little bit, it's just a little bit more interesting now than the black shirts because it's easier to understand what it is. It involves yes. more of the players. It's, That's so dumb that it's easier to understand what it is when the black shirts should just be about the starter. Like, God, I hate that it has become this weird bastardized thing. Maybe it will That's be that it again. Maybe it will be that again, yeah. but we all know it wasn't for a while. Yeah. And then yeah. it bounced And Chuck back says, isn't black shirt speculation just who is going to be a starter? It was. And then, yeah, the last few coaching staffs turned it into this weird thing. That's part like, of I it. Just, and then the other thing is, anymore. the other thing is, when, it's, when is it going to happen, right? When are they going to get? And, yeah. and so, are you going to always have to ask out? When are you giving the black shirts? And when are you giving out the single digits? Is it on the yeah, same day? Yeah. Are those separate things? Do we get? Well, I mean, do we get videos of people crying when they get one? When they get the number uh, zero, then they get the other. And do they get a black single digit one if they get? I mean, do we combine them? I just there's a lot of awards to be getting right now. I'm just trying well, to get them all I mean, straight. The, 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 you know, the black shirt one, I think that you can do that game week, right? Like, you got to probably decide on the numbers, though, before that. You got to have that in the media guide, right? Like, gotta, that's true. I got to know who number four is. So that's first. In, that's in, early in fall ball? I or, think so. Or is oh, it dude, I think ball? that we're going to know single digits in, like, the summer. When does that? Yeah. Did he ever say when that actually happens? He did. I don't have it in front of is me, it, though. I'm pretty sure remember, he mentioned did it. He, did, do you remember? Is it before fall camp, at the end of spring camp? Is it, Let me see if I can find. I it. bet it's in the fall. Amy just wrote about it today. Let me see if I can find it. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I, I'm not even trying to bash it really. I'm at all either of them necessarily. I just, I feel like it's taken a little, at least like a, a, a little of the the place of like speculation wise and discussion wise. I think it's going to kind of be more interesting than the black shirt situation for people. Well, it's going to There's more guessing. Something, like you're you know? gonna, it's gonna be fun. Like, it kind of, we can talk about this now. Like, okay, let's predict. Let's predict our ten. Who do you think it's gonna be? Right. See, I have no idea. I don't know who the tough guys are on the team. I have no idea who. I mean, Thomas Fedoni seems tough. You know. Yeah. He seems like a tough guy. Yeah. Casey Thompson Luke, Luke seems Reimer. like a tough guy. Reimer will get one. Do they want it though? Like that. The interesting part about this is like, okay, if you earn the black shirt in the traditional way 
you know, to earn the black shirt, right? Like, you want that because you want to be a starter on defense. Like, yep, makes sense. Not everybody wants this number, right? Like, when <laughs> I played true. football, I wanted to wear my dad's number. And my dad's number in high school That's was 12. Point. So, you know, I wanted to be number 12. Right. You know, I guess could that be a reward for me? Or, sure. but you Or know, you're a defensive a tackle and wearing a number one or a seven makes you look even fatter than you are. Yeah, yeah well, it's I a can, goofy. It's I a can goofy respect thing. that. And here's the other thing. I don't think offensive linemen can wear single digits because they are no. So they, they don't cannot, get to do yeah. this? Nope. They have to wear fifty to seventy nine. Those are the numbers that the linemen. Okay, so they just don't get to do this. They're out on, on this game. So they're not tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's a screw job. They should have picked ten through they should have picked fifty through sixty then. Maybe so they'll give them been... a patch. Maybe they'll give offensive linemen a patch that says tough guy but can't wear a single digit. I want to know how they're going to do that. I want to know how they're going to do that. What if, uh, what if uh, Newley or somebody is the one of the ten tough guys? What are we doing to get him something? He's got. You know, in all seriousness, I think what Eric says is spot on. All I know is it seems Rule understands how to motivate college kids, hoping it pays off. Yeah, dude. He 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 likes competition within within you know, the whole process of preparing the yeah, individual. Let me ask you this. How do you think his, the way he acts, how do you think it would be received by your son? Because he is basically in this demographic. How do you think that the stuff that he does, like let's do some of this fun side games. How do you think that Johnny would react to that stuff? Um, I don't know for sure. I, yeah. I, I don't know, but I mean like his, you know, I, I mean, I know, I, I mean, I think one of the things he's trying to do, and he said this a little bit, Rule did, when he talked, whenever that was, yesterday. And he talked, he was like, you know, practices, things in practice are more fun if you're making it a a, a competition, a, a, a game, essentially, within practice. And and I know, you know, sometimes from talking to my son, just who went through, like, tons of long, long practices that – that you know he got bored with them eventually and just got it just got to be a lot and there wasn't stuff to look forward to within them and i think that's what i think ruled knows that about kids that they feel that way and so it adds a little something to look forward to it adds a little fun to it it adds a little competition when there aren't games on the calendar for a long ways away he did it with the whatever the winter conditioning olympics were that whole yeah, thing oh. um i think he's trying to make I think in the end he's trying to make these these practices and the processes that they have to go to more fun and interesting and something they look forward to more. Yeah, for sure. Because it is a long off season, man. Yeah, yeah. That's um. I, so I think it'll be the other thing is I didn't realize how many teams did this. Like uh, you you mentioned Michigan and I did kind of know that, but I didn't realize Temple and Baylor already did this. Deion Sanders has been talking about doing this in Colorado. Um, yeah. And, and I assume there are other schools that, that do this too, which I just, I never yeah, knew for sure. All. I mean, like, yeah. And, and I, I'm guessing if we were younger, maybe it would be something that we would talk and think about more. Like that's not to say like when I played football or you played football, like we didn't care about our numbers. We definitely did, but you know, a specific set of numbers being like the real, like the ones that everybody wanted. Like I didn't exist in that era, you know, like hell when we were growing up, or at least when I was, People really like numbers in the 20s. Yeah. Because that's where, like, 100%. The good running backs were. Yes. You know, Deion Sanders wore 21. Emmett Smith wore 22. Yes. You know, Terrell Same Davis exact wore, what, 30? Or... There was no. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. it's just ebbing, ebbing and flowing. It I is guess. funny because there was no, like, desirability of single digits when 
I was picking football jerseys out, and I wasn't getting a single digit anyone because we, you know, I was on the line. But there, yeah, you're exactly right. Twenty one, you know, uh, the, it was who the players, the players of the time were at that point. Um, yeah, and 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 not a ton of them. I don't know. Like if you go back and think of the old older time football greats, like our idols during when we were teenagers, were any of them wearing single? I mean. I just think back, Joe Montana, 16, Roger Craig, 33, um, Dan Marino, Elway 13, wore seven. Barry Sanders, 20. Uh, okay, yeah. Elway, seven, far four. Um, yep. But, you know, even eight, Peyton Manning, eight. 18, Tom Brady, yep. 12. Yep. Uh, most of the running back, Emmett Smith, 22. You know, Mike Vick showed up and he wore seven. I wonder if that, if that, because he obviously was a superstar. Yeah, when did this and, start? You know, That's a good question. Yeah. When did the single-digit thing Well, start? you know who I remember? Okay, I think I might know the answer. Reggie Bush wore five at USC. And do you remember when he he got drafted? And he, like, petitioned the NFL to let him wear number five. And the NFL, oh, really? that, at that time, they had a rule, and he couldn't wear it, so he wore 25. But he was someone who wanted to wear that. And I, I bet that that is kind of – because, man, Reggie Bush was cool as hell. Yeah. That guy rocked, and people loved him. You yeah, know, people. Emu- I do remember thinking. I, I do kind of remember thinking, kind of weird that he wore a single digit, too. Yeah. When so that's that maybe he, that's especially the, the number line. five. Especially yeah. the number five. It's a very Be- unique number. Yeah. Because frankly, I associate. You know what I associated single digits with was some quarterbacks, but like punters and kickers, is what I usually associated with when mm. I was when I was younger. Like mm. uh, you, you know, you go back some of the Nebraska, like Darren Erstad was six. Dale Klein was one, um, and then and 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 then I guess another like I have most of the like if you go to the '90s Husker teams, you know one was one was well Lawrence Phillips wore one I guess he, he did yes you're right he hmm. I wonder if he was the first like Husker running back maybe there were others but the first Husker running back that I can think of that did that or maybe they there were a lot of them. But I go before, you know, you kind of think before that. I don't know that there were a ton of them that actually running backs specifically that wore single digits before that. Like Keith Jones was twenty one. There were a lot of twenty ones. There were a lot of thirty threes, thirty fours, thirty twos. Rozier was thirty. Um, yeah, Lawrence Phillip being one was kind of a. I think that was maybe kind of a, a start of it here to some degree. Yeah. Mark says, I've got a great idea. What if they put area codes on their face masks? I still, you know, there are about a zillion questions you could ask Scott Frost. And this and should that be, would wh- be like in my top five. Th- th- this, for what some reason, happen? would be the, one of the first ones that pop into my mind. Like, hey, what ever happened when that went away and you didn't really want to talk about it? Yeah. Like, why? Like, did some, did, was there like a fight? What? Like, ha- that's, I, I just yeah. can't even. I've, have I ever told you this? I've asked around. I've asked some of my sources, and nobody has ever given me an answer. Nobody knows. It's, or if they do, they're just not willing to speak on it. It makes me think that something sinister happened. Because but not, like, and by the way, that was so early in his career that, like, nothing bad was really happening. And so. Well, the losing, that was year two. They did it all of year one, and then they just went away. Oh, did, did it? Is that right? I didn't know it went on for that yeah. long. Yeah, when if you first... like search like the Michigan State football game in 2018, I'm gonna just search it and look up pictures. Like I'm pretty sure the 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 area codes are still on the face mask in that, in that game. What? Yeah, here it is. Here's Adrian running in that game. I'll post the picture in here, and he's got the he's got his area code on his face mask. So it lasted a whole season. 
Yeah, maybe it was some sort of punishment. Mark might be right about yeah. that. Jeez, how can you? I even thought that that was that cool picture? as hell. I thought that that was I did one too. of the cool things. I loved the idea. In. I thought it was really. Because it was cool. like, hey, bring bring your home with you. You're at Nebraska now, but this is where you're from. Like, I thought that that was sweet. Right. I thought that that was a really cool thing. Like that's why. Oh yeah, there it is. That I blew it up and I looked at the at the uh, area code. I agree. I totally thought it was cool, and then. Like, it went away, and somebody asked me, he was like, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm like, what yep. the hell? Uh, what? Like, what yeah. could have even happened exactly? Yeah, seriously. Uh, who is this from? Eric says, when do we think Frost will do an interview? That athletic article oh. finally had some quotes from staff. Who gets the Frosty scoop? I am with yeah, Josh. I do not think that that will happen. I, don't I do think not so think either. that that will happen. If it does, it's. I mean, we're looking at way down the road. I don't think he's going to talk. Yeah, th- he's got to be you know, at like, a place it where it took things... Bo years. It took Bo years to open up about Nebraska. Like he he did that SI story right before that the horrible season with LSU. Maybe if he goes and has some success somewhere else, he might talk about yeah. that time. But I mean, if yeah. it if it was sort of a, you know, the downfall of his coaching career, which by the way, what is there has wasn't there some speculation he might. He might do something this year in coaching that that obviously hasn't happened. Yeah, there was like floor one of the Florida schools. Florida, the Arizona State was kind of a rumor for a while, I think. Yep. Yeah. I still, I, I just, I still don't know if we're ever going to see him coach again. But I've, I've had that opinion since, like, before he even got fired. I just, I thought that he was going to, yeah. thought he was going to move to Arizona and kind of disappear off the face of the earth. I really did. And like, is is Bo totally done coaching now? He's a podcaster, right? He's he's yeah. on the I eighty. Doesn't he and his son have some thing, some product that like helps bars do oh, business? Oh yeah, or they do. What does Bo do now? Yeah, like how did he get totally out of football? Well, That's a young age. How old is bad. he? Is he even? He's not even sixty, is he? No, he's he not can't even. Be. Is he 55. even fifty-five? Yeah, fifty-five. That's crazy. Like. To just be done, be out of football. I mean, heck, he was in the he was in the FCS national championship game after he was at Nebraska. Yes, he was. He doesn't want to coach with NIL on the transfer portal. He hates modern recruiting. Well, I think he hated he not he didn't modern like recruiting, recruiting back too. then. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, he didn't like recruiting back then. No way he would like it now. He'd hate it. He would despise it. Wow, that's that's crazy. Because so few people. Like and then usually if they do that if they get out fairly early they go into they go into media. Like you can't yeah. think of too many successful coaches where it was like all right at age 50 55 uh, I'm done. You're just not going to see him anymore unless they just failed themselves out of it completely. Yeah. Yeah and like I mean obviously he's a piece of work but it's it's he doesn't have like baggage off the field with him in terms of like the traditional baggage off the field right? right? He I mean, he treats people like shit, but, it, you know, he didn't, like, murder anybody. Right, right. Like, I feel like he could probably still get hired being a defensive coordinator or, or something like that. Or mm-hmm. a coach at, a, at another FCS school or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. That's fat. Where are they now? Where are, is Mike Riley still coaching in the USFL? Is that the season that's still coming up? Oh, the, yeah. I mean, that's the one where they always have that commercials. Yeah, US XFL is the one that's going on. USFL is the one that's coming. Yes, he up. is with the New Jersey Generals still. Coach of the year in the USFL. Wow, that is so weird. Coach of the year. Okay, so he's. Oh my gosh! Did you know who their general manager is? No. 
It's Billy Devaney. Remember Billy Devaney? <laughs> yeah. I was so excited when he got hired. I was like, we yeah, are Yeah, me too. Like, all oh, this is cool. I was like, They're we... being really modern. Look at this. They got a GM at Nebraska. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny to go back and listen to your reactions? Uh, oh, and, God. and I'm sure of mine Jack, if I had them. Oh, it would be hilarious because wow. I thought that was so cool when they did when they got him. Yeah. Oh, my Oops. gosh. Yeah, yeah I, was, NFL I was pretty off. My, my Mike Riley takes pretty bad in hindsight. Not very good. It's more of a GM situation now, like you've got in oh, the NFL, the way so you handle great. personnel here. They're going to manage the roster. This is going to be awesome. Roster management. Yeah, Mark, I thought we were playing chess with that one. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> me too. The one the one take that I, like, thankfully, like there was this listener back then who, who said that he would rather have Mike Riley than Chris Peterson. And this was, like, right before Washington went to the playoff with Chris Peterson. So, at least I didn't have that take. So yeah. I wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Peterson. There was, a, there was a week this fall I thought he was going to be our next coach. Dude, yes. Remember that? <laughs> that, was always my, that was always my white whale, man. I always yeah. wanted Nebraska to hire him. That was the dream for many years. Yeah. Many years. Yeah, Chuck Munkin almost was, huh? My God! <laughs> yeah. By the way, where did Sam go? Am I noticed? Sam, Sam, just, Sam, uh, Sam, Sam Aldridge on here. The Munkin. Oh, guy. Munkin boy. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? Somebody post something on the Munkin board and see if he responds. All right. He, uh, he's, oh, he's he doesn't have a he doesn't have a a, a color to him. Oh he my gosh! Did he unsubscribe or did he just not get it back from the? Yeah, I'm gonna go check. Oh man, if he. I I hope he didn't leave. We'll have to RIP the the Munkin board then. Yeah, that seriously, that'd be sad. Kyle, first bogus yeah. never shows no, up. Oh, he's there. Oh man, I feel horrible. I'm gonna turn it back on. Oh, horrible. Stupid yeah. God, website. Screw you. What a piece. Discord, of come on, Discord. man. And where's my soundboard? I think I get that in a week. Yeah. Oh, do you think he's been trying and didn't there say anything? Do we have any messages? God, for him? I hope not. Oh God, I hope not. I'm going to tag him in the chat in here. Bogus said he'd go dark, too. Yeah, apparently everybody did. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, well, I guess Jake tweeted at you, like, t- before we started the podcast tonight. He did? Oh, well, he yeah. tweets all the time. About the podcast? Yeah. Or yeah. just about something no, else? No, he, no, he just tweeted at you about something else. Oh, okay. He said, like, he still subscribes. He's still there. He, maybe he just, he just like, maybe yeah, he'll just... hear this. Maybe yeah. he'll hear this yeah, on listening to it. It is the, you know, well, I guess it was the school year when we started before, but. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yes, I hope Sam's still here. Good. Yeah. Look at this. Look, we know all all of you, you guys, and we know all your things and your stuff and your your shticks, and we want to keep them around. Yep. Where did the Oliver guy go? Uh, yeah. He tweets at me. I think I mentioned it not too long. Yeah, he tweets at me. He, you blocked him. Is that what I heard? You blocked him. Yeah, he was being really mean. I was just, I was yeah. tired of it. I was tired yeah, it's of okay. it. it's so. okay. Yeah. Uh, Jim and O'Neill says, as an educator, I can tell you Bogus might be incredibly busy and tired. Yeah, that could Makes be. Makes sense. Yeah. That could be. Uh, re- real quick, uh, Trev had a little bit to say about Nebraska ball tonight uh, oh. on his on his uh, deal, and he said, paraphrasing here, because I don't have it in front of me, and you guys can fill in if I miss anything, but essentially said, this is going to be one of the most important off-seasons ever. He also said they are still working on international NIL issues, um, and they're continuing to do that and hoping that there's some things that they can do and there's some things that they will be able to do is how I how I understood it. 
and then he said he was really hopeful that Nebraska went on a run and got to the NIT this year at the end of the season. Mm. Yeah. Did you say, me too, me too, Trev, me too? I did. I did. Yeah. I did, but I'm over that. That didn't. What if he would have been like, man, there was this really great Twitter thread, and then it got deleted. Wouldn't t- is tonight the NIT National Championship? Would this be the big- No, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow they have a day is. off in between? Okay. Yeah. That'd be a big that would be a big night. That'd be a bit could in an all in a slightly alternate world. They're Nebraska's still playing basketball. We're getting ready for a big Tominaga night right now. We just Dude, how we, about how about uh Wisconsin going what eleven minutes without a basket? Like what? <laughs> so I didn't watch it, I just saw some of the charts. Yeah, same. How, same. <laughs> that was nine nine thirty, I believe, without any sort of a point. Field goals, yeah, yeah, free yeah it wasn't throws. yeah, it wasn't no, it wasn't field goals. It was a literal point. Yes, nine over nine minutes. It was. Wow. wow. Was it the last nine minutes of the game, or was it a chunk yes. within there? It was the it was the game. They were winning, and then they didn't score, and they Holy lost. Crap, that's exact. Yeah. That is just yeah. the sour taste we need to leave in Chucky's mouth. Those yeah. last nine minutes. I was a little yeah, worried. Josh says, are we officially on Chucky watch? Look, I, I have no intel, but that I mean, there's well, been certainly some smoke about that happening. Yeah, we're all, I mean, yes, I, I keep getting I kept getting frustrated that they kept winning. Like, you've got to make some decisions in the transfer portal fairly quickly. That's true. Yeah, it's time. And, and the fact that they're looking at this Arizona point guard makes me wonder if that maybe maybe it's not a thing that's going to happen. Because you're not taking both of those guys. You're not ch- yeah. taking Chucky and that dude from Arizona. Although, just judging from some of the just Twitter replies and stuff, it feels like people were very confident he's already going to Xavier for some reason. Oh, I don't know why. I, I don't know much other than that there were people who were commenting, commenting that that seemed to be following it more closely. But he looks like an interesting player. Like, the every article I read about him talked about just, like, how wildly demonstrative he is on the court. And just kind of has some antics, it sounds like. Um, and if and I, all I had was this vision was like, dude, can you imagine if Nebraska's backcourt was the crazy antics guy from Estonia and the crazy antics guy from Japan, uh, and they're <laughs> and putting their games together? It would be entertaining, if nothing else. Mm. Speaking of entertaining. Let's not talk about baseball. Hey, ha, got him. What do you got? Who do you got in the world? Break down your playoff predictions, Josh. Uh, Come on. Who you got? Padres are going to win the World Series. Padres. Padres. They just had to dump a bunch of salary, I think. Oh, I guess they could. Great though. roster. Yeah. Yeah, they could. Yeah. Yeah, they got. They're getting. I'm rooting uh, for Otani to be in the playoffs. That's it feels like, that, given how big the playoffs are now, it's sort of. I mean, it's it's getting even more shot. I thought last year it was going to happen, but yeah, me it too. didn't. But the Mariners are obviously the team to beat, probably in 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 that division. Oh, the Astros obviously are in in there too. I just yeah, hope it's not all the Astros. same. It was kind of fun when Philadelphia had the run last year because I don't know how much I, more I can do. Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, right? Ugh. Yeah, I saw a prediction over the last couple of weeks that had the Blue Jays in the World Series, and I thought that sounds fun. I'd watch the Blue Jays. Like I mean, I wouldn't, but I would. I would maybe see an <laughs> inning or two. Get the Braves and we'll uh, rematch one of the mm. '90s World Series between yeah, those I don't two want teams. That. Give me Padres Mariners. That'd be fun. Padres Mariners would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Padres Mariners would be. I will be watching. In all seriousness, uh, I will be watching more baseball this year. Uh, we are noted owners of cable, hey! so we have cable. 
One of so the few we'll watch people that. And that then the games are like two and a half hours. Like, yeah, my, why not? Why not watch a little baseball? And as John Bishop has been advertising everywhere as if he's getting paid by them. T-Mobile Tuesday. If you do Tuesday. have T-Mobile, you can get MLB TV free. Which... Yep, we took advantage of that. So we have cable for the Royals, and then we have T-Mobile Tuesday and MLB.TV hey, for all I, the I, other games. Josh, I will tell you this. Uh, okay. That might, Maybe this will get you. They have, t- um, if you use MLB TV, and I assume they'll do it again this year, I think starting at like 8 Central, they basically start a Red Zone channel. On there. Oh, like a whip around? An anchor, which I've always wanted for baseball. They did well, it last you, year, and the season got so terrible for the Royals that I got less interested in it. But the beginning of the year, I was like, this is awesome. This is the best way to watch Major League Baseball. And they would have – it was anchored, too. It was it was very much like, like the red zone. And they bounced between the, the end of the early games and the late games that were going on. It was great. I can't remember what it was called. At bat at the pl- or something. Yeah, yeah, MLB but at bat. I think squeeze. Pl- no, ba- no squeeze plays the college one. Squeeze right? plays the college rules. Or bases game. loaded. I don't know. Whatever. That but- reminds me of baseball tonight when I was growing up, man. Like, because when I was yes, a kid, I loved baseball. I was tonight. way more into baseball, and you know why? So during the summer, we'd be in the basement, my brothers and I. We'd play video games, but we had a second TV, this real old, like a literal piece of furniture TV, like yeah. one of those kind. Yep. And it had cable hook up to it, and so we just have ESPN on. And so, like, if I hear da na 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 na, it reminds yes. me of being a kid and us playing NCAA football in the basement and web gems and watching like live no, cut ins and that like little... I knew so much more about baseball. Back yeah, then. the live look at, like that was Red Zone before. That was close to you had as Red Zone before yeah. Red Zone actually was the old. Yeah, Gino Jalapeno says Carl Ravage, right? Yep, God, yep, that was Carl Ravage, man. I love that. The, I, I love really it. that was a really good show, and the and then the web gems at the end, but they would break in live all the time. Harold Reynolds yep. was on yep. there. Harold Reynolds, yes, yeah, but yep. So yeah, that that's that man. I was way into the sport. It was just so easy to follow. Like now, I'm not gonna sit around watching. I mean, baseball tonight doesn't even exist anymore. But even if it did, plus, like I wouldn't be sitting around watching. You're like hawking Fanduel all the time. Like this Promo is code 1620. This is a this is a good this is the sport where the daily fantasy stuff that they do actually seems fun. The, the, Dude, that was when when Daily Fantasy first came out, that that was what it was all about was baseball. Yeah, they have all like, these basketball daily ones. Daily fantasy. Thing? And it's not even fun. I can't you can't even keep track of it. So I don't do it. And football, it's just it's you know regular fantasy is so much more fun. I've never done it with football, but I put in. I got did a. I put in ten cents for one for a game, and I put together a lineup. And I was like, "This is gonna be fun tomorrow night when I'm watching games and they're bouncing around." I'm like, "Hey, my dude's up. That'll be kind of fun, nice. and it can be different every night." I know. Good. I'm just. I sound like it's 2013. I'm just discovering daily fantasy for the yeah. first time. But. Hey, have you seen this this fantasy sport also, thing? It's pretty. Do cool. people know that's legal here, and you can do it? I didn't. When you just said that, I was like, "Wait, can I do that?" Yeah, you can. It's legal on your account. Just go to your account. And your money that you have in your gambling account, you can use for that. Oh, that's awesome. It actually is. And, and Or you can do just three-man things. Or you can do golf tournaments. Like, when they talk about, when they were talking about in the legislature how online gambling is not, you know, not legal or all the, the ills that are going to come from online gambling, that's all. I mean, that's what that is. It, it, it's just a slightly different form of it. It's just not picking the teams. But, yeah, yeah. fantasy, fantasy. Uh, you can do golf. They have NASCAR. They got all of these. They got college basketball. So. Yeah, I remember when I first played Daily Fantasy, and I haven't played it in years, but I was like, man, I'm going to win so much money. And then it was like, nope, never mind. I never played in my life until I w- learned about 
two months ago that it was legal here. Yeah, I did college I, football back in like 2015, 2016, I, I believe. Yeah, I just I don't think people actually know that it's legal here. Yeah. And the other yeah, thing I guess I don't know why I was surprised. When I, I was doing ads for FanDuel's competitor back then. Yeah. Um and it was all about you can bet on this, you can do this and but we couldn't call it betting. It's not betting. It's something right. you know. I don't and I know some of you on here are like high stakes bettors, but like I love it because I can put I can play off the same five dollars that I've got in there for weeks on it because I can you can buy in for like 10 you do cents. ten cents. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get a rush from that? Like it's just ten cents. Because I'm just trying I'm using the same money and I really don't want to put more in. And I want to hit something big and cont- I want to play on this forever on the same amount, like sometimes just avoiding getting to zero and eventually start building it back up. And then sometime you're going to hit something and that's how you're going to win rich. like a dollar fifty. Yeah, I get I don't know, but I do. And it's a great it's just old white guy things. I don't know. It's the healthiest way possible to gamble. I, I know that. Oh, it definitely is healthy. It's just, yeah, just the rush of it, you know. <laughs> Plus, as the bear always says, the less you bet, the more you lose when you win. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I want you to make a daily fantasy team on there to cheer for. Okay. I'll do that. I'll, I'll hop on. I'll do so, I'll do a little baseball. We could do it. Someday, some, sometime we'll get in the same one. Okay. We'll, that uh, sounds great. I can tell you which one. Oh, it's probably closed up now. It's probably completely full now. Mm-hmm. And they have ones you yeah. can do. Li- it sounds like I'm doing a commercial. They have ones you can do like a live draft on now. Where it's like a snake draft and people can't have the, so it's like ten people, and they can't have the same players. Oh, that's fun! So it's like a re, live draft, quick. Yeah, draft so it's like actual moment. fantasy. Yeah. Josh cool. says I eighty club daily fantasy. Man, I'm not that into. I'm not going to get that into baseball. Real quick before we leave, I had an old boss, and uh, he told me once he was like, "Look, if you really want to get into Major League Baseball, it's like the best way to do it is to play fantasy baseball because you will follow the sport if you like actually get into it." You will follow the sport more than you ever have because you just yeah. would. You have to know so much about it. And so I tried the next year. I was like, I'm going to do this. I joined a league, fifty dollar buy in, and I barely touched my lineup. And I was really? like, Well, I just, yeah, I just don't. See, I don't like fantasy sport. I don't like any. I don't oh, like fantasy man. football. Oh, I definitely don't like fantasy baseball. Totally I don't like fantasy basketball. But the, I've just yeah. never been in a baseball league. It can't just be a free one that nobody's trying in. It's got to be a truly competitive one. And I haven't. I haven't done one of those for a long time. I did get, I got into one. It's only moderately that way this year, but that's interesting. Josh is banned from paid fantasy sports. That's not true. I did the college. I did the NFL college pick them last, last year. And I won a lot of money. Hey, so I'm going to hey, keep doing those. If things. Miami beats UConn, I'm going to win $600. Hell yeah, Jack. Let's go. So there's my, let's go Miami. It was just a, a, a group of uh, one of my friends sent me a contest and I got in it and I was like uh, on last weekend I needed Miami to beat Texas and I needed uh one other outcome I can't remember what the other one would have been uh but to 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 still have a shot and it all happened and I'm still here oh I need the UConn to get there because I picked I had UConn in the final four I actually got that correct but now I need them to lose well, I hate UConn, so I'm rooting for Jack. Go All Jack. Right. All right. Go Canes. All right. We better wrap it. I'm rambling on about daily fantasy. <laughs> uh, but it was good to uh, good to talk to you all. Thanks for those of us who joined us live. 
And uh, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, join us. We're on re- as regular Saturday morning, right, Josh? Yes. Yeah. Normal time. Normal time. Saturday morning. Uh, nine. Is normal time nine or nine thirty now? I never even. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. Yeah. Okay. Nine thirty. Normal time. Nine thirty on Saturday. We'll talk about all the new developments that have happened between right now and then in the world of Nebraska sports and daily fantasy sports. So. And Dylan Rayola. And Dylan, Don't forget, folks, we'll give you another Dylan Rayola update. Dylan Rayola updates as well. Yeah. All right. We'll see you all later, podcasters. Bye-bye. Bye.